0: Percy, let me ask you, do cancer patients just ever feel plumb worn out?
1: They certainly can, Wayne, both physically and spiritually. But thankfully, the Lord renews our strength. When our spiritual tank is on empty, we can go to Him for
0: more than just a refill, but also for a refresh. Well, today we're going to be encouraged by a two-time cancer survivor who found that time and time again, God renewed her strength and enabled her to keep pressing forward. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Percy It's great to be with you. Uh, I admit we're doing this via Zoom and probably will for the foreseeable future, right?
1: Yes, sir. That's the new reality that we have, but we're going to work it out, my friend, and continue to do what we need to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we are grateful for the technology that allows us to carry on with the podcast. And we, we know this is helpful to so many people who are listening. So thank you for joining us today for this podcast. Our theme today is God renews my strength. You want to talk about that, Percy?
1: Absolutely. Well, we're going to discuss with the individual on how her strength was renewed, because as all of us do from time to time, uh, we get weary, we get tired, the road gets a little rough. And so we're going to talk about how to be renewed to continue to travel down that road.
0: And we're going to hear from someone who did that firsthand. My all friend. right. We'll meet our guest in just a few moments as you stay with us now for health, hope and inspiration. But we have a question that we often pose. It changes from week to week. Uh, The question we have this week for you, and we'd love to get your reaction to this question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? What was was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? You can answer that question by going to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Connect, and the drop-down menu there will allow you to answer the question. We'd love to hear from you. Now, we've asked this question previously, Percy, and received some responses. Absolutely, and here's an interesting
1: reaction. This is from uh, Maryland, and again, the response was, I thought I was doing everything right as far as eating healthy, exercising, not drinking, nor smoking. But I got angry when I saw people abusing their bodies, yet they are not sick. Why me? And yeah. I think that this is a very legitimate reaction sure. and response because we can uh, feel that we're doing all that we know to do, Wayne. But then we look around and we see others who may not be necessarily subscribing to that. And then we find ourselves in a situation of, why am I in this situation? And that could certainly challenge anyone.
0: Yeah, I I understand that completely, and I appreciate the honest response. That's what we're after with these questions is an honest response from everyone. Absolutely. So continue to uh, give us feedback and let us know. And uh, at
1: another time, we'll certainly have opportunity. We will attempt to read some of your answers as we continue to strengthen everyone's faith and be encouraged around hearing from you today.
0: Yeah, let's help each other. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Answer at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com when you click on connect. Well, let's connect with God's word as we get going here.
1: Absolutely. So our spiritual nugget for today is Isaiah 40 and 31. Very familiar passage of scripture, but we need to hear it again for the first time, as my pastor used to tell me. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint.
0: Hmm. You're going to see how that applies as we go through this conversation today and hear from our guest in just a moment on health, hope, and inspiration. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, and when you do, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. Jot that down, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Right now, let's learn more from our guest who has a beautiful, a beautiful name. We'll get to meet her now as Percy talked with her recently here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
1: Well, today I have with me at the microphone Aloha Young. I love yes. this name. I loved it from the moment that I saw it. Uh, thank you. Who is a two-time cancer survivor, and uh, she treated and is still receiving some follow-up care at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, thank you for having me. Well, we, uh, we love finding stories of cancer patients particularly, but we talk to clinicians and doctors as well. Who, who who shared their story of their journey of being a cancer patient. And I am convinced, without a shadow of a doubt, that uh, cancer patients have stories to tell. The question is, do they have enough people who want to listen? And we created a platform to tell the story of cancer patients. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, To this platform. Thank you. As mentioned in the introduction, you are a two-time cancer survivor, Um, and I know uh, one of those occasions were breast cancer, and I'm not sure about the other. So tell us a little bit about your cancer journey and path at this point.
2: Okay. Yes. um, I am a two-time cancer survivor. Um, my first diagnosis was back in 1992. Okay, I had my surgery actually in January of 1993. That was breast cancer. Both 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 instances were was breast oh, okay. breast cancer. Okay, so um, you know at first you think that okay you're you're diagnosed with cancer and that's your fate and this is how you're going to go out. Yeah, but you know then you start to be begin to think about things and you you kind of say to God you say why me sure and I and I did that sure I said why me and then after a while I said why not me I'm not any different than anyone else
1: well according to the American Mm -hmm. Cancer Society one out of three people are estimated to be diagnosed potentially with cancer within their lifetime so when you just think about that ratio of one out Mm -hmm. of three people uh, there's three people sitting in this room right now I've got our sound engineer engineer you and I so if we were just looking at raw stats one out of the three of us potentially will be diagnosed with cancer and as a matter of fact how interesting it is uh, I am now a newly diagnosed uh, colon wow. cancer patient wow. and uh, doing well life is good everything is fantastic amen so the point to be made is is that those numbers are real and we need to be mindful of the fact. And then when, if and when that happens to us, how are we gonna react to it? So you said, why not me? Right. So you, you're, you're diagnosed twice with uh, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some point, obviously, you began treatment and care. Correct. What can, you, can I ask, on the day that you were told that you had cancer, where were you and what were you thinking on the day that you were initially told that you had cancer?
2: When I was first diagnosed with cancer, I actually was in a doctor's office. Okay. And and they just stated, well, do you want the good news first or the bad news? Yeah. And they just stated, like, okay, the bad news. I said, well, I want the bad news. Okay. You know, just get it over with. Yep. And they said, well, you have cancer. Okay. And the second, and then he he said, well, the good news is it's at its early stage and it could be treated. Okay. And, of course, I went to my doctor and then they... You know, did I opted to do surgery? Of course, they had to do surgery. Yeah, and I, it, you know, that's how it, I went on. You know, as far as I decided to have a mastectomy. Okay, which they removed a lot of lymph nodes in my arm, so that's caused me to have lymphedema.
1: Yeah, and of course, we know that, or many may know or may not know, that lymphedema is a side effect of having lymph nodes removed, which is where the lymphatic fluid secretes through that gland and then that fluid then can build up in a, uh, associated appendage, the arm, the leg, in the neck area. Yes. And so, um, you're experiencing and working through, praise God, amen. Uh, the side effect of lymphedema. Yes. Let's talk about your support system, family, uh, community village. Uh, we use the word village. Now we, you know, our village, right. How was your support? And how did it help you when you basically entered into the world of cancer? And, and how did that come to bear on your mental and emotional process of being a patient?
2: Well, of course, I had my family, my parents, they were there for me uh-huh. and with me every step of the way. Yeah. And I give thanks to them um, for being there with me. Yeah. Um, It took a lot, you know, because, again, I always thought that, you know, I got cancer. You know, this is going to be my demise. But, you know, actually, you know, with the...
1: The rumors of your demise were greatly exaggerated. Exactly,
2: (laughs) exactly. You know, so, but I gained strength after a while, you know, and I think sometimes when you go through a crisis in life, sometimes your faith gets stronger. Yeah. You know, it does bring you closer to God, which it did to me yeah you know i know i was kind of wavering between going to church and not going to church sure. and that sort of thing but it, it made my faith stronger so i was able to deal with it better
1: so you had a good support system exactly. that supported and surrounded you uh you eventually found your way to cancer treatment centers of america to yes. receive treatment and care and so i typically ask this question as well being a person of faith and at some point, tapping into your faith—was mm-hmm. uh, were, were, there ever a time that you felt like uh, utilizing your faith and exercising uh, options of medical care were ever in conflict with each other?
2: No, I never really felt that the good. you know medical uh, sense of it and my church—there was never never any conflict.
1: Okay, good, yeah, good.
2: So, That's good to know. Yeah, I never felt that. You know, in fact, I like I said. I felt more of, um, you know, like that we were more joined together. Okay. You know, so. So I call it being amalgamated, married. Married, right? We were joined together because, again, it made me stronger to believe, you know, that there is a better outcome with this. Yeah. You know, so.
1: And again, I, because I I've had this conversation and I know the environment and the, the treatment philosophy of cancer treatment centers of America. Did that help? Did it help the fact that that there is an integrative model of support of care within your medical environment here, naturopathic support, nutritional support, spiritual support, all built into your clinical experience?
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, after my second diagnosis of uh, it was breast cancer again, yeah, which was just last year. okay. Um, I, you know, the Cancer treatment center of America, they were absolutely fabulous. Um, The team of doctors that I had, they were fantastic. Mm -hmm. They gave me a treatment plan, which I had the IORT radiation. Instead of having six weeks of radiation, Mm -hmm. I just had one shot of radiation while I was on the operating table. And that was fantastic. They didn't remove any lymph nodes, so I didn't have any um, lymphedema of The left side. Yeah, which which was good. Right, which I have now of the right side. So it was fantastic. And the nutritionist, um, the whole team of doctors. Good. You know, it was just physical therapy. Everyone was great.
1: So you had your village within your village of your medical team as well. Exactly, And I bring that up only because, again, and – having just recently gone through this process and I treated at cancer treatment centers of America in Chicago, that, you know, to have your team, you know, your surgeon, your oncologist, uh, you know, your intake physician, you know, your, uh, naturopathic, uh, provider, your nutritional support person, the pastoral care team there, they all were there. They were all supporting you. And again, all under one roof, may I say, add as well, has to be a huge lift when you're going through that process. So you go through the process, you do your treatment and your care, and um, you begin to start, I would imagine, at some point trying to recover. There's a new normal in your life now. Let's talk about some of the new normals because, you know, cancer changes things. It changes thought processes. It changes priorities. Mm -hmm. There, There's many different things that potentially
2: get changed.
1: What were some of the new normals in your life that you had to adjust to? Uh,
2: What I had to adjust to is, of course, the lymphedema in my right arm yeah well, um, I had to adjust to uh, my dressing my my nutrition, yeah, I even changed my diet as far as what I ate okay. I tried to eat healthier, yeah, um, exercise more okay. exercise played a uh, a big key in it also because okay. you have to keep you know movement, yeah, you know, so that was another thing that changed in my life, you know. Okay. Yeah.
1: So. And I would uh, imagine for the better, you feel good about those processes and those changes at this point? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, That's- just based upon your name alone, I could just have a show about your name. Aloha <laughs> means hello. Yeah. And young, you know, hello youth, you know, yeah. you, you welcome and embrace, I would imagine, Uh, a new way of thinking and doing things and approaching, you know, now that you've gone through this journey, uh, as we sit and speak today, uh, where are you? What are you doing? Uh, Is there a bucket list that you've been working on? One of the things that I've learned from many cancer patients is first and foremost, you become fearless. You think you can do anything when you survive (laughs) cancer. You just really do think you can do anything. And then people begin to start looking at things that they wanted to do or they thought about doing, but, They just kind of pushed it off to the Mm -hmm. side that they're focusing in on those things as priorities and all the other little small stuff. They don't even sweat the small stuff. What's going on currently in your life that may be fitting into that category?
2: Well, right now, I, I do sing in a choir. Do you? I do sing. And don't ask me to sing no, right okay, now. Okay. <laughs>
1: you knew I was going to ask you. Okay. She said, don't ask. All don't right. Don't ask
2: me to sing. Okay. Um, but, however, I mean, it doesn't really stop me, you know. Um, I continue to do what I've been doing mm-hmm. even before my diagnosis. Um, I like love traveling, you know. Okay. So, um, I try to fit things in. I mean, it, I get certain limitations, however, yeah. but I don't let anything stop me. Okay, good. And that's what you have to do. You have to keep going. You can't let anything stop you, you know, so you try to do it to the best of your ability. And, and, and
1: based upon just the energy that I receive from you, I don't think you're letting much of anything stop you at this point. No, not day. at all. No. <laughs> so as you move forward, do you feel in any way, what, what are some of the aha moments uh, one of the things that many cancer patients have shared with me, that there were things that they just learned about themselves. You know, it's like I didn't. It, it, I had a moment to reflect. I had time to think about where I've been and where I am and where am I going. Anything in terms of uh, new insight that you you have about you as a person, is about being a, a child of God. How how do you feel about aloha today?
2: Well. What I feel is that, you know, even though I have – and I I think it's still a disability when you have, you know, lymphedema in the arm and, you know, there's certain things that you may feel self-conscious about. Okay. But I don't let that get me down as far as, like, you know, I'm not embarrassed about it. Okay. You know, I'm not embarrassed about it because – you know, that some people look at you like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe one of her arms is bigger than the other. Mm. And they'll ask questions. Okay. But I answer them to the best of my ability sure. without, you know, going to into really detail. But, yeah. you know, I, I try to help people. I, I think I'm more helpful now. Ah. You know, and I tried. people ask me questions and, you know, and I even refer to several people that had been diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. to the Cancer Treatment Center okay. of America. okay. I have. Well, if you had a good
1: experience, why not? Yes, yeah.
2: definitely. And um, other than that, I think it made me more, I don't know, I, I guess more compassionate, okay. um, more helpful in oh. trying to help others.
1: And I, it, it makes sense, and I hear it all the time. Obviously, what cancer patients, what I know that cancer patients do not want, they do not want to be pitied. Uh, yeah. they, they love to know that people love them and care for them and are praying for them. But in many cases, they come out on the other side uh, just so much more in with compassion for yes. others. And I think that's a great thing, because as we speak and as we record, we're currently living in a world that there's just so little compassion. Yes. We're so mean to each other. We're so there's some of the things that we just do or say some of the things that we're seeing and hearing on TV you know, at the end of the day, the Lord, Lord knows we need somebody to be sight, to mm-hmm. be light and salt in dark places. And it sounds like you have joined that club. Yes. Like, I'm going to do my part. Yes. And mm-hmm. so uh, I would imagine that that also helps to promote your own sense of healing and wellness as well. Yes. What's yes. one thing that drives or fuels your hope? What keeps you hopeful?
2: The faith of God. And that's Honestly, what I can say is my faith and trust in God, knowing that he has my back, that he's there for me. And that fuels me to continue to go on and have the strength to be able to help someone else.
1: Well, today we are privileged and I am grateful. Uh, We have just heard from Aloha Young. And again, my play on words. Uh, Of saying hello to youth come back to me the Bible says that that we will we will be renewed as wings on an eagle and that he will uh, renew our strength and Mm -hmm. and that we will uh, fly and soar today your name is so applicable to the process that you've walked hello and welcome I welcome my youth and I call my strength back day by day by the hope and the power of he who is and was and is yet to come. Today, I salute you, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you for your journey, and thank you for continuing to be a blessing to those that you come in contact with. Thank you.
0: All right, that's Percy McRae with our very special guest today, Aloha Young. I was so impressed with Aloha, Percy, just her attitude. You know, to ask that question, why not me? And to just move through life with whatever comes our way, right?
1: Well, as as I emphasized even in the interview, uh, her name I think says it all. Hello, of, of course, aloha means hello or goodbye. Right. But in this case, uh, hello, and again, young. Uh, hello, welcoming uh, youth and strength to come back. And I think that that was the sentiment of her disposition and her attitude as she renewed her strength and continued to de- to believe and declare uh, that she was moving forward despite some of the challenges that she experienced.
0: Yeah, let's talk more about that positive attitude that Aloha shared with us in just a moment here. But first, with locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. And treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Uh, Before we talk any further, I failed to mention our free resource that we have available this week to our friends, At the Crossroads of Faith and Cancer. That fits right in with what Aloha shared with us, doesn't it?
1: It certainly does, because as we walk through the planet, Wayne, as you know, And as many who are listening, there are times that we get at a crossroad in our life with faith and and whatever our challenges and our circumstances are. And this uh, particular free resource is designed to kind of help people step through and process the dynamic of that crossroad in your life. And so uh, the crossroads can help us find uh, our true priorities. The document will help you kind of unpack that a little bit. Also talks about the crossroads of life can help us understand our true purpose. And again, purpose is so important Uh, the Crossroad can help us also find our true comfort. So uh, please take advantage of this free resource, download it, uh, send it to family and friends. It's absolutely free and it is designed to help us process when we are standing at the crossroads of life and when our faith is at that intersection.
0: And you don't have to wait for the mail to deliver this resource to you. You can go to the website right (laughs) now and download it. As Percy said, you can print as many copies as you want to share with friends and family. At the crossroads of faith and cancer, look for that free resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, our inspiration today came from God's Word earlier and from our guest, Aloha Young. Uh, Her crisis, she said, led her closer to God and strengthened her faith. That's a great testimony.
1: Well, again, when you listen to her 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 story and her testimony, you know, a two-time breast cancer survivor, she initially, as mentioned, uh, asked the question, and I, as I think many people do initially, asked God, why me? And then she came to a different conclusion at some point to focus on uh, the resolve of why not me? And so when she did that, you know, she worked through the dynamics of initially thinking that her diagnosis quite possibly could be her demise. And I think that also is a real dynamic uh, when one is told that they have cancer to work through the issues of mortality, how long do I have to live, et cetera, et cetera? All of those things can flood one's consciousness. Uh, you know, she just basically then began to really work with the dynamic of aligning her faith with her medical treatment and care. And she felt that that actually strengthened her uh, to believe that she could have a better or good outcome. So, very powerful testimony from this woman. And I think that yeah. we all can be encouraged by that.
0: Well, it wasn't just her attitude, it was her action as well because she made some changes in her life. She talked about changing her diet and her exercise routine. That was her new normal.
1: Well, in the context of that, you know, we talked about the fact that in that adjustment, one of the key things is that one of the side effects uh, from her uh, process and her surgery and her treatment is that she was experiencing lymphedema. And again, we, we talked about and unpacked what that is, uh, the swelling of an appendage or a certain area on one's body based upon the fact uh, that, again, uh, lymph nodes have been removed that secrete the lymphatic system uh, fluid into the system that then can build up in a certain part of her body. So she she basically made a decision that she wasn't going to be embarrassed by that. She wasn't going to allow that to kind of hinder her disposition. And then that also facilitated her thinking around, as you mentioned, nutritional changes, uh, exercise, physical fitness. She simply just Uh, dove into the idea that I am going to do whatever is necessary and needed and talked about a new normal Mm. of the adjustments that needed to be made in her life.
0: Yeah, I wrote this down. She said, nothing stops me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, she, she basically is encouraging everyone to consider and understand to be determined that allowing not to allow anything to stop you from doing what you can do or what you want to do and so uh today i think when we when we hear this real story and this real testimony of someone who's actually walking that path that, again, we can be greatly encouraged around the fact that, again, not just a good positive attitude, but when we align our faith, uh, our belief, and our hope in God, as our opening spiritual nugget uh, suggested, that then we then become renewed in the process of of that journey. And she certainly uh, expressed that in a a very powerful way.
0: Yeah. Uh, You mentioned it earlier, but she said, I'm not embarrassed by my cancer. Actually, it has made her more compassionate towards other people.
1: She did talk about that, and I thought that was a very profound school of thought. And interestingly enough, Wayne, I think that that uh, in many cases becomes uh, a dynamic for people, that they become more acutely aware, sensitive uh, to others that are suffering, uh, are more merciful, uh, etc., cetera, et cetera. So she did express the fact that that also shifted her in her thinking around sensitivity and awareness of others, who are suffering, and again to be more uh, conscious of that, and to align herself to that in a way uh, that will allow her to just really lean into and just be more sensitive to others who may be walking that path, also. Yeah,
0: she said it, and I just want to emphasize it. She said that uh, CTCA, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, were fantastic in helping her through that cancer journey.
1: Well, I certainly appreciate that, and 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 hearing that ringing endorsement, and you know the attempt obviously uh within the framework of the organization is to is to be that for cancer patients cancer patients are struggling mentally emotionally and obviously physically uh and again to be a beacon of light and hope that uh opens up its its arms and its heart to say listen uh we are here to walk with you and assist you and to provide with you uh, a partnership that will allow you to embrace And then take on the challenge of of cancer and treatment of it and hopefully get on the other side based upon the fact uh, that God is with you, good medical care and treatment, and then good uh, support by others who are nurturing the environment of faith, nurturing the environment of hope, and hopefully nurturing the environment of health, healing, and wellness.
0: You know, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive that cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. So caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address the issue, we've developed, I should say, Percy and his team have developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. So if you're a pastor or a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and you'll receive the informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and please join the Ministry Leaders Network today. It's a great ministry, and we hear all the time from people who have benefited from Our Journey of Hope. So something else that we can do to help other people. One thing we can do to help other people is to download the resource we're offering this week. Percy, again, it's called At the Crossroads of Faith and Cancer. Thanks for putting this together.
1: Yeah, this this resource, again, is designed to kind of help people walk and work through the challenges. As many of us find ourselves at some point that we we get to a crossroad in life where our faith then Uh, intersects with our circumstances and our situations. And so we need to be reminded that of his strength and our weakness, Uh, this document helps to kind of reinforce that, that we can receive comfort from God's presence, that we can receive comfort from God's people. So again, when we begin to be challenged at the crossroads of our faith and our circumstances, that we need to have something that is working on the inside that'll help uh, give us strength and power on the outside. And so Take advantage of this free resource, download it, uh, send it to your family and friends. It's free, and we want you to be greatly encouraged today that though uh, we may be at the crossroads of our challenges and our circumstances, that we have the faith and the Word of God working in us to allow us to work through those challenges.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Again, the website is healthhopeandinspiration.com, where you can get that free resource, and you can answer the question we asked earlier, what was the greatest challenge to your faith? during your cancer journey. And I want to explain to our listeners, Percy, that when when folks answer this question, it doesn't go to some anonymous mailbox, does it? It comes to you. You read these, don't you? I do. These are uh, sent to
1: us. We read through them. And, uh, and then we actually look at you know, what can we share, uh, you know, on the show that will help and bless others. So the point of the exercise, again, is to create a platform that people can share their thoughts, their experiences, and maybe even their own uh, suggestions of their experiences that may bless and help others as they are walking through this process. So please feel free uh, to uh, share your responses accordingly, and we will read those as we have time on future episodes of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thanks
0: for taking the time to answer the questions that we we pose here on the podcast. All right. Well, before we heard from our guest today, you shared Isaiah 40, that verse. I think it was verse 31, right?
1: That is correct.
0: And it, it means so much more now that we've heard from our guest as well, because everything she said reinforces what God's word's teaching us there. So why don't we wrap up by reviewing that verse? So our spiritual nugget, we open and now we'll close, and
1: it makes so much sense now given the, the uh, conversation that we just listened to. But those. Uh, Isaiah 40 verse 31, but those who wait on the Lord, who are we waiting on? We're waiting on the Lord. And it says, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I believe that we heard so appropriately today uh, from Aloha where she said that she is encouraged and she wants to encourage others to be determined not to allow anything to stop you from doing what you want to do because at the end of the day, we're being renewed and our strength is being renewed because we're waiting on the Lord as we continue to run this race that has been set before us. Be greatly encouraged on this day.
0: All right. With that encouragement, we're going to wrap up this conversation today on health, hope, and inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard with Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, in saying goodbye, I'm going to say it this way, aloha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I reciprocate. And with that being said, remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. God bless you. Have a great day.
0: And thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
3: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia,